Welcome to the Road Gig Podcast. Just came back from a road gig doing a corporate event at a backyard full of chickens and goats and ducks and geese and a bounce house and a band. It was a corporate show for a, a agricultural company that picked oranges. And it went just as well as I thought. We got free tacos, we got paid, but it didn't go as well. With me in this car, I'm driving an Escalade right now, high-end car. I know you guys don't believe me, but I do. <laughs> Tinted windows, everything. I have a driver. Um, I have Tito Gonzalez with me. He came along to just hang out. <laughs> and uh, test the microphone to make sure, <laughs> make sure it was working. Bounce microphone worked. Microphone yeah. definitely worked. He tested the food for me, make sure it wasn't poison. <laughs> you know, he drank beer for me, so I wouldn't have to because I don't drink and I don't want to get ostracized at the Latino party, so he drank two beers. I had at least, yeah. So, I had to. you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Tito Gonzalez. Okay, and that's it for Tito. All right. Little, little replay of the show last night. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kidding. He lasted longer here than the show. I just joke. I just messing with it. But it was a, it was a, a, a bad road gig because they didn't expect comedy. They're a Mexican-speaking community, and they don't have stand-up comedy in the Mexican culture. They have it like with. Other than that, they're like straight. They want like guys dressed as clowns and. Machazos. Bol- balloons and oh. acting like characters. So what do you think? It was, it was Tito's first road gig corporate event you know it wasn't my first road gig but it was my first corporate event it was first corporate event and it was my first spanish comedy <laughs> and it was a great decision by me as a professional booker <laughs> booking somebody for their first comedy corporate gig in spanish i'm glad they tra- well, how bad- <laughs> i'm glad they trusted me to do that and you know i just took his word because <laughs> he said no i got it bro it's like you know and I've seen him for I seen I, I thought he had a handle because I saw him perform three times. I thought that was enough. But no, the, the real reason is that we need Spanish comics, they wanted four, and I know very little Spanish comics. And he's one of the only comics that said, Yeah, I'll go for it, I'll try it. And then that's that's all he needed to do <laughs> to qualify. And sometimes that's all you really need, just just say yes and yeah. get booked. But I hated to burst the bubble. He thought like I picked him out special because I know it's just I because he's Latino. I was asking anybody with Latino last name in the Spanish comedy, even people who are like Filipino and Asian, <laughs> like Rivera. Like, do you know Spanish? Just just in case. Even people who are like half Latino, half white. I even asked them. Like Hank Romero, I asked him with blue eyes and everything. I asked him in Spanish. Shout out to Hank Romero out there if he's listening. Oh, he said no? He said he does not know. He doesn't even know how to speak Spanish, does he? I just asked everybody to, do you know Spanish, get in the car. <laughs> I might as well, should have picked up somebody at the Home Depot because... They would have been better than I yeah, was. Yeah, been funnier because <laughs> they, 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 they crack jokes at work all the time in Spanish. Like, Man, That's what you should have done. I should have right done. Right before. <laughs> I should have just... You could have paid them less and everything. Because I, th- I thought... What, I think I thought first you were drunk or something or something like that I thought because you're just sleeping. It's almost I wish you were drunk. <laughs> no, I was just sleeping. I know, but if you were drunk on stage, you would have listened to you like, hey, hey. Oh man. But um, 
I, I, I didn't even want to get drunk before going up there because I was like, I, I need to be fully. Uh, you were. You were fully sharp and, you know. <laughs> you walked up there and got the mic and everything, so you, you got. That was the weirdest walk up to, like, the stage thing. There was, there was no. Explain what the, the, the location and scenario. It's a backyard, like a big backyard. Uh, all these people sit down eating, family, like little kids, and then there's a band right off to like the side w- with a stage. The band has a stage. They were on a stage, so then like it's like oh, okay, somebody's doing something. And then we're like next to these lights and you <laughs> cordless microphone, no mic stand, and then they just kind of gave you the mic and they just kind of wait for this awkward moment where the band stops playing. And that's like okay, well here I go. <laughs> so what happened is my buddy was supposed to host, so he went up there to do Why his. Why didn't he host? He was hosting, but he had to do a set. Why didn't he call? They cut him 15 minutes early. <laughs> they they cut him off. Because <laughs> he was doing dirty jokes and they're complaining about it. But the they, the lady who booked us went out of her way to tell me that they they, they will like dirty jokes more because there's mostly men working there. So I told all the guys, hey, make sure dirty is okay. And but they cut off my buddy early, and they, the band went up again. Yeah, they just started playing music. <laughs> so then, so then my buddy was done hosting. So then, we just gave the mic to Tito. Tito just walked up there. No, <laughs> no introduction. I, I should have just hosted the own, my own show and done this. I should have just carried the load and. Because I have the most experience, but again, it's my bad. I should have done an hour and a half of myself. Oh, really? You had no introduction, like nothing. Welcome to non-traditional comedy. There's, oh my God. You're not always gonna have a host. You're not gonna always have somebody. No, you're not gonna have always somebody sitting down and looking at you. It was it was the first time I I got like literally the microphone grabbed out of my hand. <laughs> Oh yeah, so tell, tell me what happened. So, well, first of all, they told us clean comedy, and, and then the first thing yeah, he started talking about weed. Weed right off the bat, weed and cocaine. <laughs> the band was loving it. They were like, hell yeah, weed and cocaine. They were laughing. Look, David, uh, we're just driving by a billboard. It's David Spade. It's coming to town. Hey. Just showing us what a real comedian does. Not he's not doing backyard with goats and and sheep. <laughs> he's not getting heckled by a rooster. <laughs> or. Yeah, dude. All of a sudden, I'm in the. I'm just fucking dying up there, and uh, and uh, I was, I was like, I couldn't get anyone's attention, so I was like, give it up for the band again, like, like right, like five, like three minutes into my set, I was and we're like, talking about I was like, what lighting the fuck? you, and yeah. Then, but then, and then right as I'm doing that, all of a sudden, this fucking dude, just like, looks at me with his face like, nah, no mas, and then just grabs the mic, and I was like, what? It was happening, and then and then I just had to awkwardly walk back to the to the back. And, and we're like, looking there up, was like, no what applause, happened? no nothing. No, it was just like they just took the mic from him, and he got the old Mexican man look. Like if he had a Mexican dad, he got that look. Like yeah, like oh, you're get, gonna dress me up. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get, get a woman's. Yeah, and we couldn't do nothing because you know he was kind of in charge of the place too. So, but we still got paid, which is the most important part. Anybody listening out there, it's not about the art. It's about getting paid, guys. <laughs> That's what really matters in life. End of the day, did you get paid? So then, 
they told Zico hang out. I'm like, why wouldn't I hang out? Like getting fired and like hang out. Like, oh yeah, huh? <laughs> okay, hang out at the job. I wanted to leave. All, you know, they wanted to drink alcohol. These young kids, young comedians. Like, sure, open bar. I'm like, I don't even drink. I'm a, I'm a comedian who doesn't drink. I don't even take advantage of it. I'm supposed to be drinking. No, no, I tried to take advantage of it before. I was like, let me get another shot and a beer. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was almost ready to just start chugging beers. Yeah, I'm like, you, sh- you should have just gone on stage and just started chugging the beer. They would have listened to you. Probably got an applause break. I was, I was thinking about, because I told them, because like every table, n- nobody was fucking listening. No one gave a shit. But like, yeah, I was thinking about walking around with a cordless mic and like trying to spark up conversations with the people at the table. And slowly get there And then I was also thinking Like walking back to the bar With the mic And ordering a, <laughs> Like getting a beer And walking back Like Just go I think for all it. those things Would have Cause at that point Right Fuck it Yeah sometimes The best advice Is just saying Fuck it And just go for it Cause You might just get Comedy gold from that Just because It, it, it shocks people And it's just Going counterproductive They're, they're resisting stand up So you don't do stand up You do something different Right And then you make that funny if you, if you if you're you're funny. If you're not funny, you can't make it funny. Cause I've heard of people do that. You just go to a bar and start ordering a drink, but they're not funny. They made it was a, it was just sad. Just not alcoholic drinking. Yeah. With a microphone. But yeah, you, I don't know if you noticed this, but doing your set, someone was in the back just playing an accordion. They're testing out an accordion. Did you notice that? No. Someone was in the back just playing an accordion, just like. There are chickens going off, people playing accordions, kids on the little bounce the bounce house. Uh, I would like was, to say that was, was an experience. It was an experience, yes. Would you recommend uh, cor- corporate events? What advice would would you give yourself like if you if now what did you learn from it? What did you learn from the road gig? Man, uh, that road gig especially because it was in Spanish that the, well, at least in my comedy, that my comedy doesn't really translate from Spanish to English. You know, it would have to be a completely different set, different style of humor. And yes, at least from that. I yeah. try to coach them and tell them all this stuff, but sometimes, you know, you don't learn until you experience it because advice will make sense to you. But it also was a Father's Day event, and nobody joked about, nobody used to mention Father's Day at all. Which is great. You know, I forgot about yeah. that. But let's see what else. I don't know. I definitely want to try Spanish comedy again, but with a audience that will want to listen. That will be there for comedy. Well, good luck because the Spanish audience they don't really give a chance to comedian stand-up comedy unless you're famous because Spanish comedy has been dominated by famous actors. They're playing a, a character like Cantiflas, India uh-huh. Maria. Shoopies uh, is a so the Mexican culture is very they're used to somebody famous doing the comedy, not they're not used to casual stand up comedy in Spanish, right? And Mexico, it's a growing scene, it's growing, right? yeah. The Comedy Central and Latin, and Latin America is blowing up. They have like some comedy clubs now, like maybe 20 stand up comics in Mexico that it's working everywhere all the time. So, uh, yeah, man, they were fucking hard to entertain. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> what, was the, what was the set you were trying to say? Just You were just trying to translate your set? Yeah. Did you have any material prepared for the actual corporate event? Or? I just had my... I just had my set that I was just going to try to translate. And then I was like... 
I feel like uh, I feel like I'll figure it out as I go. <laughs> yeah. Which was a mistake. No, it's a it was it's, at it's, least for that moment. Yeah, I feel it was like a a restaurant that was listening. It was basically like it felt like uh, doing stand up for the first time. Yeah, people don't under, understand when they find out you know Spanish, or they find out you play a guitar. Or they find they tell you like what do you comedy in Spanish? What do you do? Why do you do comedy with a guitar? You can't just do it and be funny the first time. You gotta like go up the mic, you gotta work it out. Yeah. But what's tough about Spanish comedy? There's not a lot of places that they'll work that out. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you have to be clever. You have to almost go to a Mexican restaurant and say, can I do comedy during a karaoke nights or ask for with that band if you like a Mexican band, you could open them for them or be a host. Huh. You know. Oh, yeah. You have to go out there and like, because when I started doing comedy, I had to work on clean comedy. I couldn't find a place. So I would call car shows and ask, yeah, come, I'm a car show Latino. I told you. <laughs> I would call car shows and like, can I do comedy for you? And like, sure. Like, me and my three buddies will do comedy and we all had to do clean comedy. Uh-huh. And do like seven minutes each and we'll do car The comedy like in the middle of a parking lot. Everybody looking up around us, like everybody lined up with their dogs or pit bulls or the kids. Like a circle of people around us, like, and and then they took a they took a break from looking at the nice cars that cost thousands of dollars to look at us yeah. do our little seven minutes of comedy. <laughs> it was like thanks, clapping. Car show Latino. I, I did I did a comedy show. I did a set for a Cesar Chavez uh, parade uh-huh. festival. I marched like a few like you know down like twenty blocks to show the you know like a. Like how they protested and uh-huh. had a comedy and this huge park and everybody was nobody was like in front of the stage, everyone was just spread out, it was the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only people in the front in the front were like like eight kids. But they were laughing, like and one kid was like, That's messed up, but like he gets my jokes, so kids yeah. smart. So I've I've done I was telling him my first corporate gig was for like a politician trying to raise money to get elected and it was in this air a club that was the size of an airport hangar Damn. and a stage that was like five feet off the ground a huge stage like professional stage Holy shit. and it was me and only like six people there <laughs> and I did 20 minutes because the headliner was late then two more people showed up and I went up again and I didn't get paid anything Damn. I, I had to pay for my own tacos I didn't know that I would get free oh, food oh that's that one so I paid for it the same it's the same gig another road gig man. I did a I'm trying to think about road gigs up there. I did one road gig I set it up it was a, a little bar off the freeway it was 15 people at the bar to their backs to me not paying attention and they weren't watching TV it was before cell phones like were that big so it was just 15 people decided to sit uh-huh. at a bar with their backs to me in silence <laughs> and not even like Did you even do crowd work on them? Yeah, I started doing crowd work on them, making fun of their butt cracks, and <laughs> and then some other people showed up. They're like cholo looking guys, and I made fun of them, but, like Mexican jokes. They're like, we're not Mexican, we're Honduran. They're like, oh great, we're not gonna fight because the Honduran. Yeah, you can't mistake that, man. <laughs> different Latinos like different stuff. I found out that Tito here it says he's Latino, but he's not Latino at all. I am Latino. I'm just a different type of Latino. I know. I'm, 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 
He wants to do Latino comedy rooms and I tell him like he, he doesn't know he never seen the movie Blood In, Blood Out. I'm gonna watch that shit tonight. He he, he doesn't know uh, American Me. He doesn't know who Error James almost is. And he's he's a famous actor. He does regular movies but he's done Latino movies. He knows who Salina is, the one that got shot, not just Salina Gomez. So that's good. Yeah, I'm, so five yeah, percent. He doesn't know who Arremate is. So that means a swami. So it's been like a Latino training day with him. <laughs> so that's what I've been trying to Should've do. Should have just today. left me in Bakersfield, man. I'm gonna leave him in Bakersfield. Have you have you ever worked in agriculture? Have you ever picked fruit in your life? No. You're a mechanic. Well, he does. He's a mechanic. He does odd jobs on the side, so he's kind of Latino. That's hella Latino, man. But do you get paid in money or beer? Weed. Oh, weed. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I get, I get money. Ah, you're not Latino then. Because <laughs> you will do it for beer if you're really a Latino. If you're really. Because <laughs> my car needs repairs. My my Escalade. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Inner rims. I I I had a bunch of like 24 packs in the back. Never mind then. I was. I just get some. I get some roofing done instead. I was, I was gonna have you. <laughs> so drink some modelos. Hey, tell me again. Okay, so what is your favorite beer again, Tito? I like Lagunitas IPA. Don't judge me. He likes IPA. It is not too good. It's judge. a stronger. It's a stronger percentage. So he's. I like to. I like to get buzzed. He likes to get buzzed. Get tequila and get drunk like a real Mexican. Like. But I'm not Mexican. <laughs> uh, just, just give in. You want me like Charlie Holmes? Like yes. <laughs> Another dead dog. That's three dogs. That's another dead dog. No. Yeah, there. We've been driving on the freeway. And we've seen three dogs. Two of them. Very sad. People just throw dogs away. That's the that's the thing about. Is that a Latino thing? Yeah. Are you throwing out your dog out the window? Abandon their dogs that they don't want anymore. They can't afford. At least from you know growing up, that's the people there. I don't like it. Are, I go, they, are they dying in a dog fight? Still? I don't know, man. I don't know dogfight community. Look at all this garbage in this group. Go, want to go to that park and... He was looking at the skate park. He was looking at, a, ska- he was looking at a skate park, people. I'm a skateboarder, too. A skateboard, too, also. He's, he says also. <laughs> too also. He's a Latino. He's somebody, he's a, También, what? Too, I, I, I skateboard. I, I, I skateboard, too. Or do you say more better? Do you, do you ever say more better? <laughs> I skateboard too, also. Yeah, no, that was fucked up. When you, if you fall down and you hurt your knee, I go, I. Do you say that hurt it? <laughs> that hurt. Which one do you say? That hurt it. That hurt it. That's some. That's some Mexican shit right there. You do, do. When I told him that that was his car, like uh, uh, he says mines a lot. That's mines. Is that not a thing? You know, you can't say that. Mines is not like it's mostly mine, not mine with an S. <laughs> I thought you were joking at first, but then you're saying it. No, yeah, I have bad grammar. So you have hints. You have some hints. Not enough. You just live chanchilla. in a chanchilla. You need to live in chanchilla, is what I need. Yeah, you need, a, you need a lot of stuff. <laughs> and you will get it at the remate if you know what remate was. Where do you buy your groceries? At the local fucking local little, this little tiny little grocery store. What's the name of the grocery store? Uh, uh, fucking I don't know what the name is, but it's like owned by some Arabs. 
Latina, Latino. Why? Well, because I don't go to like mi pueblo. Mi yeah, it has to have la or me or the el. <laughs> el campo. El mercado something. Mercado de mi pueblo. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but my mom works at a place called that, so. Do you, do you make tortillas? No, no fool. Your grains, you, your, I can't say your, your grains, your guaraches. Guaraches, yeah, just call me guaraches. No, dude, we don't fuck with that. We do, we have a more like an Italian based diet. Italian based diet, so why, you should be, you should be bigger than that. I should be bigger. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what cocaine does, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't do cocaine. It was, it was, was the, if your, your way don't, what, what is, your way, like a rich Latin country, is it like a poor Latin country? It's poor. Okay. Is yeah, it, not, not like, maybe not like, mm, it's definitely third world. <laughs> all the, all the Latin countries, most of them are not like well off, but they always find another Latin country that's worse off. And they look down at the other, other Latinos that are poorer than them. Oh no, we don't do that. We're very chill. Does Uruguay have a comedy scene? What is the comedy like over there? Like if you were to grow up in Uruguay. <laughs> in Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay. Uh, it's like the same thing. Uh, stand-up comedy is just now becoming a thing. Like when I went over there, I I wanted to go do an open mic. I'm glad I did. <laughs> But, uh, like, there's open mics for comedy out there and shit. But I think all the famous, or all the people that even have some talent in Uruguay that are comedians go to Argentina. Because that's where you can actually meet somebody. Make some money. That's how it is with every artist from Uruguay. Like, singers, they all go to Argentina because that's where you can make money doing it. I heard uh, an old veteran comedian tell me uh, some advice that an expert comes from a hundred miles away. So if you come from far away, you see more as an expert than if you're just a local performing in your own town. Uh-huh. But um, I'm glad you didn't do the open mic in Spanish in, um, in, in Uruguay because, you know, it's it not like it would have come in handy, <laughs> you know, years later when you're asked to do a Spanish gig. For money, you know. <laughs> Any stand-up comedian out there, that's a great advice. When you can do open mic, if you don't feel like it, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to perform or nothing. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the best advice I got when I started was like, do as many mics as you can. So that's why I was doing like car shows and festivals, like not anything with a microphone. I I I'd see if I could do comedy. Yeah. You know, open mics are for music. Intercoms at grocery stores. <laughs> That'd be good. When I was doing a eulogy, I was like, can I, hey, can I step, can I step in a little bit and do some stand comedy? Like, I don't know the guy, but like, I don't know the guy. <laughs> I was just driving by and I saw that you guys having a wake. I thought I wake you guys, I thought I wake you up, guys up with some laughter, guys. You guys ready to laugh? I'm like, stiff room if you not get get it, cause. It's the dead body, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm dying up here. You guys really got a casket for me next. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. I haven't done comedy at a, a funeral. I did. I tried doing comedy at a rap show. Comedy at a rap show? Did you? 
rap your jokes? No, that would have been cool. Yeah, but... But I was, I was supposed to, like, host it. And it was, like... It was terrible. <laughs> I... My first... One of my first hosting gigs, even that second hosting gig ever was an E-40 concert. Are you serious? Yes. I, I, I called the promoter up and, like, hey, can I do some comedy? He goes, well, you got to promote and stuff. Anyways, long story short, he needed me to host half the show. So I was hosting it, doing comedy. You were hosting for E-40? Yeah. It, was a, it wasn't, like, a big con. It was, like, anyways, I never met E-40. I'm not associated with E-40, so don't, oh. don't, don't, don't like, say E-40 pick me out. Oh, shit. I didn't, like, go to E-40. That should like, be on your credits, dude. No. It's, <laughs> it's not what you think. It, it wasn't like that. Only reason I hosted because I was doing it for free. And they needed me, uh, somebody. So, and, and, you know, I made a promoter laugh. But what happened was I was doing comedy and people were like, we want to hear music. <laughs> so I was getting roasted by 400 people doing crowd work with 400 people and like oh my God. roasting these two girls and like, and like, and people off stage are telling me, just introduce the acts. Like, just get in, the fuck up. Just introduce them, stop doing jokes. But like, I'm a comedian, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and then uh, people were like taking the mic like they took the mic from me the host took the mic from me the other guy uh-huh. hosting the half the show and he went up there he went all the pretty ladies in the house make some noise and, and all the single you know, make some noise and that's it that's all he did really? all I had to do was hype the crowd as a host I was supposed to do comedy so don't feel bad they got the mic ripped off taken off at a, your corporate show I got my mic ripped off my hands in front of like 400 people yeah, E40 concert. Then I, I left the stage and started promoting my show and they left me they couldn't they wouldn't let me back into the backstage to a VIP area. This, so <laughs> I was it felt like the Twilight Zone. It felt like the Twilight Zone? Because it was like people like like they didn't really care about what was happening, but also didn't like it, but also weren't really like that bothered by it. I don't know, you know what I mean? Welcome to professional comedy, dude. <laughs> you you will have if you if you if you you're on the right path. You're, <laughs> you're actually moving up in the world. You experience that a lot, like, and eventually the, you'll learn how to get over that. Yeah. You know. But um, you know, I, I I enjoy helping people learn. So if they yeah, mess no, up, thank you. you know, I, appreciate, I really appreciate. That. I got nothing to lose but my credibility. <laughs> you know. Tell people I'm a professional comedian and uh, give people chances, and I bring somebody up, so just to, you know, makes me look bad. <laughs> but now I know why comedians they didn't take me on the road with them when I started. But now I know. It would have been a different if it was in English. It would have been a different situation. So keep me in mind for the English ones. Yeah, I'll still book you for English show, but. <laughs> You might have English shows nobody's paying attention and listening. Huh? You you will have English shows where nobody's listening and nobody's paying attention. But I could I could do better at this. But most of the time I could have more of a fighting chance. It's more of a fighting chance, but with corporate gigs or, or some gigs like that, it's about more about your are you aware of the situation? Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to go outside your box? So that's that's the kind of the skills you need. More than jokes, like some people, a lot of comedians rely on their jokes. Like I have a good joke. This is 
I told him, like, I had a gig, my one gig. I told the, the booker, like, hey, give me a guest spot. So funny, I have this one joke. My first joke is going to kill my first joke. He's going to have a rolling one joke. All I need, I, I got him. Yeah. And I went up there. I just said hi and give me the light. Because the way I said it. So it's not about <laughs> jokes. How did you say it? I just said hi. And I say it very meekly. Like, I said it, like, very timid. That was my act. So sometimes it's not your joke. Is your stage presence right. that's what's gonna carry you into your jokes? Right. If you don't have stage presence or a, a delivery, you can't. They're not. You can't even go into your jokes because they're not listening. They're just like a guy sitting next to them that went up there and started telling jokes, mm-hmm. and it's somebody they don't even know. You know, like if, if their buddy went up there and tell jokes, they'll listen because they're friends. They're already invested. If you go up there, you have no stage presence. It's over. You're just a stranger telling jokes. You're not looking at them, smiling. You know. So it, it's not there about. This little kid was like rolling his eyes at me. There's a little kid right in front of me. He was he was looking at you're, you're the first impression of what a stand comedian is to a lot of that kid. Oh a lot God, of these little Mexican kids. Yeah. That knowing don't know anything. They're like, better. I'm just gonna pick one just like my father. Yeah, this you could have changed this kid's life. They could have been like, I saw this comedian, he's funny, he inspired me, and I wanted to be just like him, so I started writing jokes. I remember. No, instead you're gonna be like, you know what? My parents are right, there's nothing else outside of picking oranges. <laughs> you're right. They'll have good jobs and stuff. They go afford to have them. So maybe that's a good oh, thing, that's dude. that's funny, man. Because it could be funny in a funny... Don't write, my, don't write that down. That's my joke. Right? That's your joke now? Oh, that's, man. These are all my jokes. Okay, all right. Don't, write, don't write my jokes. But uh, I, I threw the pitch. Okay. But I put you in the game. Word. No, but I, um, about that, so um, a friend of mine... Okay, if you guys know me, my name is Olario. When I say friend of mine... They used to be friends. We're not friends anymore. So Tito. Uh-huh. Used to be friends too as a man. If, if, you're, li- if you're listening to this years from now, I'm sorry what I said. Remember that one time we went to that show with the hecklers were roosters. Yeah. And uh, they had goats and stuff. Remember that time. Please have me on your TV show. <laughs> Tito. Tito? 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 Tito. Is that short for me? You said it like a white person. Look Tito. at Snoop Dogg. Friendly. See, that's where that's where we need to be right there, man. Hosting for Pitbull. Yeah. Maybe, maybe E40 could help me. <laughs> yeah, E40. Remember me from that one show years ago where you like showed up like it's like you had three hours of openers. Um. But what was I saying about what, where we're at? But the oh no, okay, so we're in that little kid's impression of yeah, yeah, stand-up comedy. But sometimes when we go on tour with uh comic told me that he used to go on tour with this pretty famous comedian right and they had it on a, in their contract if you're hanging out with him and, you, and there's some jokes that come up with like some funny stuff the jokes belong to the headliner because what doesn't yeah because they're going you guys are going back and forth that's a writing session mm-hmm. you're writing jokes for him yeah he's paying you though he's paying you to be on his be on his payroll as you're on tour so you're not you're not getting paid but that counts as his joke Huh, so if you're just like riffing and like you yeah. know at the bar just riffing that's considered writing that's not a writer's group you know yeah. so it, like if you're a part of a TV show and you're riffing at a, at the writer's table 
or even hanging out with the writers of the show, you can't say that's my idea and do do another show. You're right. under contract, so. <clears throat> but you, you know, if you really want to joke, you would ask permission for that. Yeah, yeah. I've done shows. I've done I've done road gigs where I I help a comic with his joke and I tell him he could keep it. Uh huh. But then they don't use it. Then I'm like, can I use it? Cause you're not gonna use it. Like, yeah. Cause you know, I I've done jokes like you know what I could have done is. Hey Tito, we're gonna go here. Let's work on our set for tonight for tonight's show. Like, what's your joke and help you write jokes and like say, here you go, you keep it. You write it, I write it for you. Because you know it helps you out. But um, yeah, that's what we should know. You should have been doing on the road to be practice, like getting ready, rehearsing to the road gig. Driving to a road gig is a good time to write jokes, record them, and or go over your set. You're just driving a, a long way. Yeah, I like sleeping. That's a good. Yeah, he was sleeping, which is <laughs> great for for me as a as a person. As a person. As a human being. <laughs> that driving six hours went out of my way and have no radio. It's well, like, that wasn't that, that, the no radio thing. That's your fault. Yeah, but it's just no. It's it, no. Every person likes to drive in silence. <laughs> Get a Bluetooth speaker. You'll be fine. Just oh, just wake up. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> just you slept six hours in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be the veteran. So okay. So most of the time on road gigs, the the inexperienced, the newer comic drives the headliner around, and the headliner gets a nap. Because they got a lot of work to do. They're tired. They gotta get ready. They gotta have they the gotta energy. They gotta do 40 more minutes than you do on stage. Yes, but no, I I, I let Tito rest because I want him to go rest for his gig. You know, <laughs> he was mentally preparing. I needed, I needed all the rest I could get for all that. Yeah, because I'm now, pretty. If I had my license, I would have picked you up, man, and drove it down. No, I, I swear I would have. Alright, I'll hold you down to it. I just don't want to be the headliner that does that, that um, <laughs> takes advantage of... of uh, I'll do that to get you back for, for, for what I did yesterday. Alright, I'm booking something in uh, Portland. We're, we're driving. Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure Tito spent months, not weeks and weeks, hours a day practicing, writing out what I, the subjects I told him. I told him to write Day jokes. I'm pretty sure he sat down. I gave him the assignment. It was a corporate. I'm pretty sure he sat down and like researched the company. Looked up picking orders. He worked on his Spanish jokes with his mom at least, or with people who spoke Spanish. The gardener. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't have a garden. He lives in the. You guys ever seen the like a like what's it called the uh, garden like the lion wish in a wardrobe. Anyways, his house is like a. It's a bush. You have to go through a bush to go to his house. <laughs> I, I need to fucking trim that shit. You can't walk <laughs> down the sidewalk. You have to go around. Like a, he has a, a, a maze. It's like one of those garden mazes to find to his house. And you, you like it? I like it. And you have to stick. You know, you see that the Homer Simpson meme where he like sticks out the, the, the bush? Yeah, That's yeah. how you have, to get, you have to go through a bush to his door. Like, go through the bush. <laughs> and like then there's a like a little elf that answers the door and go gets him. Like, Oh, that was your roommate, I think. Yeah. I thought Wait, he, was, he answered the door? Yeah, he answered the door. Like I was that passed out, huh? Yeah, and I heard the TV on and everything. I was like knocking the door. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, 
It's like, people, why don't you message me? <laughs> like, I, I called can, like you. 20 times. Like, are you? I, where are you, man? I said, I hear the TV on. I know. You're, he's like, I'm like, he's ignoring me like Jehovah Witness. <laughs> like, it's a prank. He made me drive out here. He's like, I got a mad somehow. Oh my oh, god. Man. You gotta trim those bushes, man. It's like, like it felt, it felt like an old person lives there. And there was like weird plants I never seen before. I love my little house, man. It's cool. It's like his little dog. They had like the head of a dog and her body of a rabbit. Super small little dog. <laughs> right? I hate that. I mean, I like it, but no, he like, he hates dog. Everybody, Tito Gonzalez hates dogs. No, I don't <laughs> hate dogs. I think it's, I think it's part Chihuahua. So boom, there, there's some Mexican for you. Yeah, it's part Chihuahua, sure. Just don't throw it off the side of the freeway, like, when you don't want it, please. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know why I put, it, I put the yeah, heater on back. Oh, because I get cold and then my, I get neck spasms because I'm an old man. So Tito doesn't know, but I'm an older person. So when you tour with me later, when you're touring me, you have to drive. I'm going to have, like, back problems and medical issues. So you're going to have to be, like, How my... do you have back problems in this nice Escalade you have? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh... I forgot. Let me... Let, let, uh, driver, uh, can you put it on, uh, on? I have the self-driving Escalade, so my driver. I'm gonna go in the back to the massage table. I have one of those Escalades with a massage table on the back and just get a massage. And my driver doesn't talk. I pay him not to talk. I don't like small talk with help. <laughs> with the help, am I right, Tito? I, I, but I'll, I'll let Tito. No, I'll, 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 you know what? I want to get I want to get my license back sooner, just so I could uh, drive you to a gig one night. Yes, drive me to a gig, you know. Yes, I just hope uh, that's not our responsibility to me. I gotta get a gig now. I gotta make sure <laughs> somebody wants to somebody wants to pay me for comedy. I'll drive you to uh, one of my open mics. <laughs> no, we're. I'll go pick you up. Just <laughs> no, we're gonna do a real. We're gonna do like an 18-hour drive to a different state with different comics and like a real road gig, dude. I would love that. Yeah. You're you're young as well. I would love. Yeah, I wanna go. I wanna go do more than one spot in a different area. Different cities. I've done I've it. I've only just driven like the only other road gig as I was through you again in Bakersfield. Yeah, a lot of comedians. I'm like their first road gig, their first headlining spot, and then. When they make it, I don't get nothing back. That's awesome. <laughs> Always great to see somebody achieve and not not pay it. Nobody pays it backwards. They pay it forward. Nobody <laughs> pays it backwards. Pay it backwards, people. Help people who help you out. Not don't help people that you don't know <laughs> that didn't help. Just pay people that you do know that didn't help. Just all around, look them up. Look them up in the phone book. I'm old enough to know phone books. You have a phone book? You mean a book you look through to buy phones? No. No, but I, re- I remember doing a road gig. We did uh, three shows. Yeah, three shows. I think it was in Kentucky and Indianapolis. I think. I think two in Kentucky. I don't remember. I was. We're, we took. I, I thought it would be cheaper to take the bus. To. To. No, we. F- we flew. No. My head, the head and I wanted to drive to Kentucky. And I said, let's fly. So we flew and took buses. So it was like one of the gigs, to get to another gig, it was like we took a whole day. It was a whole day to get there on buses. 
like one 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 night of the of the of the road gig was just traveling. So it was like a a Wednesday gig, Thursday traveling, and then Friday Saturday. So pretty much was sleeping like all at bus stations, sleeping at uh, on the airplane. Kentucky. It was it was a, a little a little uh, a college gig like a University of Kentucky, but like it was a rec room and um, it was funny because the mascot costume was in the back and it looked horrible up close without nobody in it. <laughs> and I felt like putting it on and coming out in the mascot costume. That would have been a good one. Yeah, comedians, man, like most of us have a story like, oh, I should have done this, I should have tried that. Like, why not? So I guess that's a, yeah, that's one thing to learn from it. It's like when I think when I think I should probably do something, fucking go for it. Yeah. Because then you're just sitting here in this nice escalate thinking about what I should have done. Yeah. As you can see on my wall right here next to Escalade, all the uh, comedy awards I got. <laughs> in a glass case? How'd you get this glass case in here? The help. <laughs> the driver. Yeah, the driver does everything else. He's my like uh, odd job, you know, from uh, I call it from. Uh, I don't want Craigslist. No, odd job from James Bond. I'm old, guys. <laughs> he was a villain and James Bond villain that had a hat. He threw it at people because they can decapitate oh. him with a hat. I know the character. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like how people look at movies back then and act like they were good. Like James Bond had a bad guy that. Who's just big and had jaws like he bit you and people back then thought that was a serious movie have you watched all the old james bonds recently no oh man they're so funny yeah that, 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 if you go back james bond's racist he's racist he's, he's racist he's sexist, sexist he's everything but he kind of he's kind of cool about it though i like it he's, he's kind of cool about up. the racism <laughs> wear a nice suit Racism isn't cool, guys. Don't be racist. <laughs> it's better to be not racist and not cool. All right, guys. But anyway, so then the the other gig was a, a restaurant in that tour. It was like a restaurant. I think we were on like a little stage. It was good. Uh, I did fine. They they fed us. You crushed. I did better. I don't like to say I crush or did that because it's not really up to me, it's up to the audience and the, yeah. and the club owner. If you crush, you know, they'll book you again. Um, the headliner complimented me, so that's good. That's always a good feeling. Um, good job, dude. <laughs> I was at the headliner, so. Um, I found one headliner compliment me and that felt pretty good. Yeah, I don't count, I guess. It's okay, dude, I don't count. I know, I know. <laughs> You never complimented me. <laughs> and I haven't headlined any show you've done, so I'm not, a, I'm not a headliner yet. A headline, I could headline some venues, but a headliner is technically somebody who headlines on a regular basis doing 45, 40, 40 minutes, an hour. Different bookers have a different criteria for headliner. Headliner to some people could be just somebody who has TV credits that people know. You don't even have to have 40 minutes. I have guys that have been on TV, only have 30 minutes, still have to use notes. People know them, so they put headline around. Headline. 
swim headliners or just headliners because they're experienced. You know, they could do 40, 45 minutes. So there's two ways to make good money and, and um, anything you do. Be very, very good or be very, very well known. And hopefully you're both. Right. You know, they make your most your most money. A lot of stand-up comedians, what's happening now, non-stand-ups like on TV or actresses like Stormy Daniels, Fran Drescher from The Nanny, they all, they're wrestlers, they're headlining comedy clubs yeah. just because they're known and they're doing some sort of funny storytelling. Michael Rappaport, right? Michael Rappaport, he was a stand-up comic before he did acting, dude. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. It's, it's all those guys. Oh, shit. I don't know much of that. There's a lot of stand-up comedians that became actors and hit off as actors that people don't even know that they stand-up. They gave up. Michael Keaton was a stand-up for a while before he did. You don't know who that is? The original Batman? No, I don't. You don't know who Edward James Olmos is? You don't know who Michael, Michael Keaton is? You don't know any actor over 50, I think that's what <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you know who Kurt Douglas is? Like, I, if I saw them in a movie or something like that, I'd be like, oh, that guy, but I don't know yeah, the name. I want to be to that level where they don't know me, but they see me, oh, that guy. <laughs> I would love to be that famous. They don't know my name, they can't, but they see me like, oh yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> like, I want to be at least that famous. <laughs> yeah, that's a goal right there. Like you know, Latino comedian like who's, who's in all the the, me- the Mexican movies, the bald guy who always plays a cholo. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Hector. Yeah. His name is actually Hector. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, he plays Hector. Videos. Yeah, he he. Some, yeah. I've seen him do some stand up and. Oh really? He holds shows too. Really? Yeah, I hope he's so down to meet that guy. A lot of actors. Again, he's, he's in my favorite movie of all time. Which movie is that? The Fast and the Furious. The first one, right? The first one, man. How, That's my shit. How dare... Did they kill him off in the first one? No, they didn't kill him. Why isn't he back in the other ones? Because he's too cholo, man. They, they have no Mexicans other than um, Rodriguez, and she died and brought her back. Hector needs a big break. I think he, was, he plays a side character in the Chicano, which is like a... Mexican Vigilante movie with George Lopez. That sounds awesome. It's in the movie theater. Check it out. Not sponsored by them. I'm not in the movie. Just check them out. No, I'm not. I don't have any sponsors. But if you guys go watch the movie and you guys think it's a good movie, tell somebody in the movie and say that you heard it from me and you want me in three movies. (laughs) No, but it doesn't. Man, Hector should have been in the rest of the movies, man. He should pop up again. He, I mean, now it's all G.I. Joe shit now. Though. I know, but wasn't he a memorable character in the movie, right? He wasn't, like, just, like, a throwaway character in the first one, right? He was, like... Wasn't he, like, a main uh, character? Like, Hector was not a main character. He was just... He was just, like... He was just one of the guys. I don't know. Like, he wasn't really... He wasn't really that important to the storyline, I don't think. Some, one of these days, somebody needs to make a movie starring him as the main character. It would make so much money, dude. Because he has so much fans from all the little movies that he makes. What would the, the movie be called? Hector? Yes! Call it Hector. Even if it's like a straight to Netflix movie. Like Hector Gone Wild. No, just Hector. That's <laughs> That'd it. That'd be good. That'd be super sick. Like, it'll be funny, man. If you're hearing it. Hector! Hector. What's his last name? Um, what? What? Ian? I know because I, I talked to him on Twitter one time. I don't think. You did? Yeah, I think he blocked me on Twitter. Or he's not on Twitter anymore, but he's on. They could look him up. 
it'll be a funny movie for him an idea for Hector let I'm gonna keep that idea I'm gonna edit this other podcast and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my my guys are making movies and see if you want to like you should just tweet them write them no I need to write because he, he probably needs to pay for the movie let's see if we make the movie because these movies cost money to make see if he wants to make a movie starring his Hector his name's not even Hector I know it's not what is it it's Noel yeah Noel yeah Noel Noel Good. something it's hard to say but call the movie Hector and the idea is that he plays an actor who plays cholos in the movies uh-huh. but then people think he's a real cholo and he's like he's stuck he's like stuck in the cholo problems oh dude he is he's a he's in uh he's in Furious 7 so he does come back he was in Fast and Furious 7 what is he oh apparently that's awesome what is he doing that one it's the same thing I don't know what he does in this one uh, he needs to be he was in the movie with uh what's the name uh Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. Yeah. I think that's the biggest actor he got a scene with was Jim Carrey. Party Animals. Party Animals. Never seen that. Street Kings. Never seen that. So. He was in The Perch. Never seen that. You know what you should do, dude? A podcast? Yeah. Watch all his movies. The Hector podcast. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like Tito Gonzalez reviews Hector. <laughs> yeah, and all you do is watch his movies on YouTube or something, and then like rate the movie and rate his performance in it. <laughs> it's like you know what? I think he was a lot better in. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. That'd be fun. But you will never do it, dude, because you know comedians we never do. It. No. No, you should do it. That's the biggest problem with comedians. Always talking about stuff that yeah, you never gonna do and then never do. Cause I'm like, I do that all the time for sure. Like, what's one thing that you came up with that you're like, yeah, we should do this, but you never do it? Uh, like a script. Writing a script. Yeah, dude. I'm still writing a script with a guy in Vegas. We have, we're like, not even halfway. We're like, half, halfway. One fourth way. Then me and my other buddy, we're working on it. So you gotta, like, finish Writing it. a script and, like, continue to do a podcast. Like, we had a podcast for a second and then we stopped. Lazy. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Just lazy and excuses. That's why people stop anything. I'm doing this podcast right now because I have to. I got an invite to be on. Um, uh, you guys are probably listening on it. Uh, podcast one, which I appreciate the invite. It's an invite only podcast station. Invite only. Yeah. So if they like your podcast, they'll, they'll invite you to be on there. They have a the, the podcast one is a major place like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really? Because I've never heard of them. A lot of famous people have podcasts on there. Uh, you probably haven't heard of them. You probably heard of podcasts because they put it on iTunes uh, and YouTube. You probably heard the podcast, but through other sources. But they're the company that distributes the podcast. You only put it there? No, my podcast is different places, but they're inviting me to put it on there. They put it on iTunes for me. But they're invite only. For now, later on they're gonna open it up to the public to anybody signed up. Right now it's invite only, so that's why I appreciate it. Thank you. But anything you wanna plug, Tito, before we get off? Before you cut off. Anything uh, anything you're working on that you wanna or anything you're thinking of working on, you maybe you should do. Maybe you're going to do. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's awesome, boys. 
always love it when a guest comes on and goes, nah, that's not got nothing to do. You have, a tw- you have a Twitter or something? or? I did, but I, I don't like Twitter. I don't know, man. I don't like Twitter. Can you make something up? Just <laughs> <laughs> it's just a positive note? Yeah, follow me on my Instagram, that boy teats. D-A-T-B-O-Y-T-E-E-T-S. That boy teats. That's where I put all my shows and stuff. And uh, just check me out. But not in Spanish. Don't come see me in Spanish. <laughs> Until I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm sorry, people out there. I'm driving on the freeway right now. I'm not driving, but my car is automatically driving. But that's it. Um, Hector. Thank you. We actually have Hector, the actor that we were talking about. He's actually my driver. <laughs> I didn't want to say, but sorry, Hector, you gave it away. That you're my driver also. <laughs> so he's back to driving my Escalade. Uh, I'm gonna be dropping off Tito soon at his forest mansion in the forest. Oh yeah. And he's gonna be picked up by his magical elf. <laughs> and then that's it. The rest is, the rest is, is made up. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm not driving in the Escalade. It's actually Escalade limo. It's just a regular escalator. But um, tune in next time when we talk about road gigs with comedians or road gigs with, you know, talk about my road gigs or their road experience. Um, any advice you have, last thing, for anybody before a road gig? Any uh, before road gig? Maybe to new comedians. Um, if it's if it's not just like a regular road gig, like if it's like a corporate event or like a, a, I don't know, a wedding or whatever, then actually do research about that. And don't just go in there thinking you can do your regular set and that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Great advice. And go out there and learn, guys. Take a chance. Go on the road is where you get the most experience. The road gig. <laughs>